On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast, we have Rory Stern from RFS Media, who's responsible for spending 10 million plus for some of the biggest advertisers out there. We dive into his template for his ads, which create super compelling emotions and a kind of psychology effect, which bring in, you know, high quality prospects. We dive into how he pre-qualifies individuals within the copy to increase that conversion value and ultimately knowing your numbers and how important it is when you're trying to scale. Make sure to tune in. Don't want to miss this one. If you start out your copy with, are you tired, frustrated, sick and tired? Number one, it's a policy violation. Call that out. But if you think about it psychologically, do you want to talk to somebody who's tired, fed up and frustrated? No, they're not a good client. They're going to be tired, fed up and frustrated. But if you reframe and talk about the positives of what you can do, so you've got a picture of somebody who's frustrated and you talk about it and you're painting the picture with your words. Imagine if your calendar was full. Imagine if dot, dot, dot. Now you're painting that positive. You're getting into the psychology of what you want and you're able to pre-qualify, in my opinion, and we've got data to back it up. You're going to get a more qualified click. listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. Oh, man, we're ready for this one. We're, we're going to take you down memory lane today, Dylan. This is going to be great because uh, t- tell everybody the little story of of how you know today's guest. Yeah, man, you know, thousands of emails later, maybe some calls, who knows. But yeah, this had to have been three and a half, maybe four years ago. He was in my book of business at Facebook and he was, you know, one of the bigger spenders. So, of course, I'm trying to get in contact with him. And who is it? It's Rory. (laughs) A full circle. (laughs) That's awesome. You tried really hard too. You were kind of like giddy about it. You're like, oh, this guy's like a really big deal. I really hope I can get in touch with that. Are you sure you've got the right Rory? I don't know about the big deal thing. Like I'm looking over my shoulder, huh? Me? So Rory is the co-founder of RFS Digital Media and the creator of, uh, also co-founder of Groove Ads both uh, digital media and uh, paid media advertising agencies. You're going to be managing upwards of $10 million in media this year across all your accounts, which is awesome. It's a big milestone, hitting eight figures in spend. And also proud owner of a secret lab uh, office chair <laughs> that we are absolutely loving. <laughs> yeah, apparently we need to get them to sponsor the show this week. Yes, exactly. Uh, but awesome, man. I'm excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. It's really good to be here. So tell everybody a little bit about how much of an OG you are in the world of paid advertising, because you've been doing this a while. You've worked with some pretty big names. Give everybody up to speed if, if they haven't heard of I consider myself an OG, but um, <laughs> I've been running ads, uh, paid ads for seven years, eight years now. I've uh, been a full-time digital marketer for 14 years and uh, started RFS Digital Media just over four years ago. Would have been August of 
2016. Um, so been 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 around the block a little bit. Um, spent some money, uh, done a lot of great stuff, made a lot of mistakes, had a lot of fun along the way. That's awesome, man. So we're gonna dive into it. You get to see a lot of a lot of campaigns. You'd see of what's working now, yeah. and uh, enlighten us, enlighten <laughs> us on Rory on how how do you go about making a rich ad for your clients. So, you know, it's interesting, right? Like we were talking about this. I don't have one specific example. Um, And part of that is because, as I mentioned to you guys, uh, I don't talk about clients. You know, everything is 100% confidential. Um, A lot of that comes from my psychology days when I was in practice. You you just don't talk about your clients outside of the office. It's plain and simple. Um, But maybe on podcasts. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, right? Like we can go down this path for a minute, like in in the medical, in, in, in the medical psychiatry, psychology world, you can talk about your clients, but you have to change the name. You have to change identifying information, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if we talk about like, how could I do that with ads? Well, I have a SaaS company as a, as a client. They're one of the fastest growing like you want to connect the dots, go ahead. I'm not going to, when I, when I do that, when I do that, I use fake names. Like, so I have this client, let's just say they're Coca-Cola. Yeah. You know, or uh, I have this client, let's just say they're Nike. Um, (laughs) So, so people just always think you're working with like the biggest names in the world. That's awesome. But here, here's another one. Cause we were talking, I don't know, again, you and you and Ashton were talking about this. Um, We have helped, you know, one of the largest, most successful, um, financial publishing companies in the world, in the digital marketing space. So you can try to poke around and connect the dots, but that's about it. Golden Sachs, Golden yeah, Sachs. There you go. Bank that, of America. Yeah. So that, that's about as specific as I get. And I share that because I'm not here with a specific example from a client that's killing it. And at the same time, I'm not going to look at some ad that, and I, I, think people who do this are just ridiculous. They grab an ad off of Facebook and they go, oh, this guy must be killing it. Well, how do you know? Well, they've got, you know, tens of thousands of views and likes and share. Great. That doesn't mean shit. You don't know their numbers. You don't know what they're doing. Um, I've been around long enough to know that what you see on an ad that you're not running because we've been behind the scenes of so much doesn't mean anything. So we're going to talk about a template. Like for me, a rich ad is, is templated. And it's something we developed over the years, first when I was trained. And, you know, we always start, our ads always start with an image. Um, you know, even to this day, in, in you know, mobile first creative world, we always still start with 1200 by 628. The not, what is that, nine by 16 dimensions. That's just the way I, you know, that was the, the image dimension back in the day. They didn't have one-to-one, they didn't have video. And the images we create are all psychologically driven. We want to create an image that elicits a response from the user. We want to paint a picture. And there's, there's two ways that we do it. I, I don't think this is groundbreaking. So let's just clear the air. This is not groundbreaking <laughs> shit. This is literally <laughs> this is just basic human behavior, right? So you think about it. There's two emotions we want to elicit. There's something positive, there's something negative. You want to figure out, do we want to stir up a negative feeling from somebody looking at our ad, or do we want to stir up something positive? And I promise I'll get concrete. 
and especially let's let's back up a second because I'm big on co- compliance and policy, which Dylan, you and I need to talk about big time <laughs> separately. Um, you know, Facebook doesn't like a lot of negative stuff. So a lot of the stuff that we do tends to be more of the positive. So what's a positive? We think about it. What's the outcome? What is it that somebody wants? Right. You're, you know, if, if we're looking at Facebook, if we go back to the fundamentals, it's interruption marketing. Most people are not on Facebook to go shopping and to buy and to be sold. They're there to share memes and cat pictures and, and, and be social justice warriors and stir up crap in comments, especially politically charged environment. That, that's why people are there. Like, that's what they're there to do. And then you got grandma and grandpa out in the Midwest who are there to look at, you know, their kids' pictures and dogs and puppies and kitties and all that cute stuff. So they're not there to buy your stuff. Mm. So we're creating images that, first off, stop the scroll and grab attention. And once you've stopped the scroll and grabbed attention, you have an an instant, like what is it, a millisecond to grab attention. And I forget which OG, now we're going way back OG, um, copywriter and advertiser said, you know, they came up with for advertising purposes, a picture captures or a picture speaks a thousand words. So let the creative that you start with speak a thousand words. So let's take, for instance, an agency owner, something, Zach, you're familiar with, I'm familiar with, Dylan, you're probably familiar with too. You know, we could go the lifestyle route of let's throw up, you know, yachts and Ferraris and Lambos and the guru shots. Well, in our experience, you know who that attracts? Broke ass newbies. (laughs) <laughs> so if you want to attract a broke ass newbie who's going to buy your $7 tripwire and never buys your high ticket item, go ahead and throw up a Ferrari, a Lambo, a mansion, get on with it. Have fun. Um, if you, you know, same thing goes for the laptop, lap, laptop lifestyle. Like if you're throwing up some dude in a hammock, chilling on the beach, drinking a margarita, congratulations, you're attracting a broke ass newbie. Um, but if you start thinking, okay, well, what what's the picture with an agency owner? You know, we, we're going to help you. What's that? <laughs> you said babies and cats. So if you think about it, what what do a lot of people? What's what's one of the biggest problems with with agency owners? You know, they don't have good lead gen. Mm-hmm. So are you going to put up a picture of someone like pulling out their hair and frustrated? Well, that could be it. Because then I'm scrolling through Facebook and I go, yeah, I get that feeling. I get it. But then your copy is going to be on point. We'll tie it into that because the pulling out the hair, if you don't if you don't do the right copy, if you don't match the right copy, you're going to attract the wrong person. Um, so so what's a positive outcome? I don't know. Somebody out enjoying a baseball game, being free, living life, um, which almost that goes against everything we're going to talk about in the poor ad. Um, <laughs> so we'll future pace there. But like. You know, you think about it, what's the outcome? What's the outcome that, that an agency owner wants? You know, full client roster, full calendar, a full schedule. Um, maybe it's the Lamborghini. I mean, I'll, I won't shy. I want a Lambo. I absolutely do. Um, but I'm not going to highlight that on Facebook. So you really want to think about what, what, what story can you tell with your, with your ad image? Mm-hmm. And what emotion can you elicit? And one thing I didn't get to yet that's really big is you want to be able to think, how can I get the Facebook user to picture themselves in that image? That's psychology right there. How do we project ourselves and go, damn, I want that outcome. That's what I want. 
with me so far? Yeah, I'm like, that's all of social media, right? Like, oh, that guy is... <laughs> I feel like that's not even happening in advertisement. It's like, that's just like... <laughs> it's like in, uh, the entire social media ecosystem is just being jealous of other people's shit. It's getting worse now, too. I mean, I, you know, for the agency ads on the beach or work from home or whatnot, I'm just seeing screenshots of ad accounts now with 100 you know, row ads, and I'm just like, what is that going to do, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, oh, my God, do I do I see those, and those drive me nuts. Like, there's there's one agency, and I, I like the creative. I'll give them props. I don't know anything about who the owner is, and no, I'm not going to name him, but, like, it, it's literally a video of – 4,000% ROAS, 28% ROAS. And I'm like, yeah, no. If you're doing anything at scale and you're <laughs> above 5X ROAS, congratulations. If you're above 2X ROAS, congratulations. Funny, it just showed up in my newsfeed as I'm scrolling on my phone. Oh my gosh, this should become a roast session right now. For no, no, no. <laughs> we'll do that. Um, so you really just... Again, you want to think about it. You really want to think about what what is going to speak to your audience. And in fact, when we frame our ads, I said we start with the image. Yeah. I tell my team, I want the image and the headline to be enough. Forget all the body copy. I don't care about all that. The body copy is hmm. additional selling. Like that's more information for somebody who's on the fence and that's fine, but I want my image and my headline to be so hard hitting that they'll click right there and go over. So, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking fancy headlines. Um, our headlines are probably super, super boring. You would look at them and be like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm talking how to do this, not that you want, you want your click. And we haven't even talked about this yet, but we, you know, as we were taught pre, you know, pre-roll, we were talking about what makes a rich ad for us is pre-qualifying that click. I don't mm -hmm. want curiosity clicks. I don't care about clicks. I don't care about cost per clicks. I care about leads and I care about sales. So I want that image and I want that headline to pre-qual. And then any copy above the body copy, that should be further pre-qualification. Calling out who my ideal prospect is and mm -hmm. repelling the non-ideal. Mm -hmm. And I promised when I was talking about the image, and then we'll all take a deep breath together, that I would talk about the copy. So let's go back to the frustrated agency owner pulling his hair. It's a decent image. A lot of people can relate to it. If you start out your copy with, are you tired, frustrated, sick and tired? Number one, it's a policy violation. <laughs> call that out. But if you think about it psychologically, do you want to talk to somebody who's tired, fed up and frustrated? No, they're not a good client. They're going to be tired, fed up, and frustrated. But if you reframe and talk about the positives of what you can do, so you've got a picture of somebody who's frustrated, and you talk about it, and you're painting the picture with your words. Imagine if your calendar was full. Imagine if dot, dot, dot. Now you're painting that positive. You're getting into the psychology of what you want. And you're able to pre-qualify, in my opinion, and we've got data to back it up. You're going to get a more qualified click. Mm. That makes That's total so sense. good. That's so good. I love that. And man, all right, man, let's hear about this poor ad. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go so do we, do we roll right into it? I know there's normally a commercial. Are you going to? 
No, no, absolutely. We just keep rolling, man. We're going to go Joe Rogan style. It's going to go about three hours. I'm just kidding. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out ad card. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your client's ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. <laughs> Brought to you. Right, let, me get, let me go get a joint then. We're going to get high on Rogan. <laughs> so, all right. So, poor ads. Uh, yeah, this is absolutely my favorite. Again, I don't have poor ads. Uh, I, I love to critique ads, I'll be honest with you, but I'm never going to say this is a poor ad because unless you know the numbers, you just don't know what's going on. But we do have, again, a template, a category of what we consider poor ads. Um, and they're definitely contrarian to what's being taught in the industry right now. And that is usually a native ad and especially the famous or infamous guru shot. I know people who will say, oh, but they work. That's awesome. I'm sure you can get them to work. I'm sure you can get them to work for a certain amount of time. I'm sure you're, I'm sure your warm audience, your retargeting audience loves seeing you painting your nails, riding a bicycle. Um, but your cold audience does not care about you. Uh, again, marketing 101. They don't care who you are. Now, Zach, you're you're going back. Is that a, are you agreeing or are you disputing? <laughs> I'm just bummed. I'm just really bummed. I really was hoping that they would be into it. Uh yeah, I'm not here to pick apart your ads. Um, <laughs> I better return that freaking Tesla, you know. <laughs> no, 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 Tesla, Teslas are cool. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, we were again, we were talking pre-roll. Like, you know, we we've had the the opportunity to run some ads for some really really big names, some well-known industry thought leaders, and to be on brand, they insist use our images. So awesome. We got to use your images. Like that's what we got to do. And we would run images, cold traffic, mm -hmm. and we would have amazing clicks, amazing mm -hmm. click throughs, ridiculous signups to webinars where we're trying to sell $2,000 packages and the sales weren't there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at this point, like normally I can just confidently say, and I'm biased. We'll throw that out there. A biased advertiser. Go figure. Um, I just don't run them. So I tell people like guru images, just it's not the way to go. But back then, before we we had the data and to back up the data, you know, we started we started working with the clients like you need to email the attendees. You need to find out why, you know, what made them show up. Were they interested mm -hmm. in the product? 
Why didn't they buy if they didn't buy? And it was, oh, I just love so-and-so and I wanted to be on the webinar. Uh, I'm not, I already have the program. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not interested in the product. It's too much money. And we quickly found out that, you know, you're not going to get qualified people. Or mm -hmm. I shouldn't say you're not going to. Let's, let's go back to rich ad or ad. The right template, the right style, the right frame of mind will bring in the right person. Mm -hmm. The wrong template, the wrong frame of mind, the wrong idea will bring in someone highly unqualified. And if you care about vanity metrics, hey, congratulations. If you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month to get people on a webinar who don't buy and they sit on your email list for two years and eventually buy, that's awesome. I'm totally jealous. Can I please? What do you do in situations? What do you do in situations, Rory, where it's like, hey, I've qualified the click, but I can't scale? Right. Like I'm spending 30K a month. This this is like rampant in the world of info that we see. They've been spending thirty to fifty thousand dollars a month for years. Yep. Right. And you know, they get it like a decent ROAS, but like the second they they're trying to scale, like their numbers are tanking. And there's like this, there's the sweet spot, you know, for those folks. And so sometimes what, what needs to happen is you have to change like the entire angle or you have to qualified less <laughs> in order to spend more and like how do you go about yeah i think so that, that's a great point and something i completely skipped over because i just love talking about the templates and the different way to bring people in so the way i like to advertise um is it's it's kind of like just cutthroat you know when we're starting out new campaigns what do people care about? They care about results. They care about sales. So you can go out and attack the marketplace and get those people that respond to that type of ad. As you start to scale, as you start to hit that wall, that ceiling, if you will, that you can't break through, then you have to expand your arsenal. And it's not necessarily, hey, this ad is tired. It's fatigued. It could be. But typically, we, we again, are, are all about engineering campaigns that will last, like enduring campaigns that have longevity. So you now have to think about, you know, these different levels of awareness. Who are we going after? If, if my first targeting instinct is to go after people who I know I can pre-qualify and get to click, you're right. It's a small audience. So how do we get that bigger audience? Well, I mean, now you look at your arsenal and go, okay, we've hit 30 to 50K at scale, we're at 5x ROAS. When we try to go past that, it starts to tank. You go, all right, I'm going to take X percent of the budget. Um, and hopefully you've done this already because at 30 to 50K a day, <laughs> we're talking a day or a month? Month. No, a month. So, like in, in the world, yeah. Yeah, still, e e even still. Uh, but again, thanks for the reframe. So like you're getting that big. Hopefully by then you've started putting out content. You've started putting out videos that you're, you're now building a remarketing audience off of how, you know, what have the people watched? Yeah. And that's going to take time, right? Like that's another all the rage in the industry right now is, you know, put together this video sequence and retarget them and they're going to buy it. Okay. Congratulations. If you get that to work cold, it <laughs> takes time. You have to build up that audience. You have to love on them. You have to nurture them. You really have to bring them through you know, the pain and the experience and build that trust. So videos are great. Um, I always uh, just gave a shout out to, uh, in fact, Digital Marketer the other day. Um, they were cutting edge on this years and years and years ago, running um, ads to articles. 
And based on how long you stayed on that page and read that article, guess what? The next ad you saw from them was a lead magnet specifically for that article. And then if you opted in, they had sequencing that went through and brought you into, uh, what was it? Digital marketing lab or digital marketer lab. Um, based on that lead magnet, like, Hey, get this, get this lead magnet or course plus four others. So you have to get more and more sophisticated with your marketing as you start to reach more people. Now I have a question for you. You were mentioning this client more or less, they wanted to use their creatives, but whenever you kind of go for your normal routine, do you not want to use the client's creatives or are you using stock footages or stock, you know, photos or videos? I know you mentioned a photos with a thousand words. So I would imagine your photos are pretty direct. So I'm kind of curious if that comes from the client or if it's stock or how you kind of hand that out. So good, great question. Um, very rarely do we run stock. Very rarely. Um, unless I find a really strong image. And, and I'll be honest, there are times where we'll throw stock up and see how it does. Um, if it does the right story. Like, I'll be honest, we, we started with a new supplement client. Um, and their hook, their hook for weight loss had to do with um, a certain routine before bed and getting a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing we did to test, even just to test the initial copy, was I probably grabbed a stock photo of someone laying in bed peacefully, sound asleep. And it wasn't, again, for me, it's easy to say this, like it wasn't just an average, ordinary, boring stock photo. There were specific elements to it, like there were specific coloring um, colors to it. There was you know, we may, may have jacked up the contrast a little bit. So it stood out in the image, which there's another tip. Usually the first image test we do is full color and grayscale. So black and white photo, you want to mm -hmm. see the contrast there. Do people respond more to color because most people post color ads or, you know, do that black and white, that grayscale because it stands out. So that's the bare minimum. And I only do that if I can find the right photo most of the time we're adding elements to it that will visually draw the eye where we want it to go. So I'm talking about things like it could be using a model that is looking in the direction of the call to action on the ad, or maybe it's looking at the webinar title. Um, we incorporate all sorts of elements to the images. A lot of them we do get stock, not going to lie. We get them stock, but we do enough manipulation to the images so mm. that they stand out and pop. Um, in fact, damn, I wish I could pull up one of the images we <laughs> used that absolutely blew away a control that I'd be so proud to share with you all. Send it over um, after. We can totally pop it in the show notes for later. I mean, hey, yeah, this, this is all right. So, in the show notes later, this will be fun. How we're going to do this. So, we had a client who was relying on a guru testimonial to build his brand. And Zach, he's talking about exactly what you just brought up. He couldn't get past a certain spend. So we came in, we grabbed a specific stock photo. We added some layers and some themes to it. And um, we, we put it to the test. He cut his CPA down from, I think, $600 per sale to $200 per sale. Bye-bye guru video. I may actually show you guys like everything <laughs> I unfortunately can't show the the audience it's sorry it's a teaser but like there, there's there's just so many different psychological things right. you can do to an image to really draw somebody in 
and, and play at their again their their deep unconscious or subconscious thought mm. um totally mm-hmm. fleeting thought and then we'll get back to what do we do um and this example one of the things i also love to do and i've actually wanted to try and play around with it just as a test inside the agency on our own stuff is you guys know what the rorschach inkblot test is no um you've never like i've seen ink blots and stuff but not so, the specific test so like the, the idea behind an ink blot is you show it to somebody and say all right what do you see yeah and sometimes people see a butterfly sometimes they see a mouse sometimes they see a bat and the psychological principles behind it which is what we apply to images is that whether you see the bat is there, the bird is there, the the butterfly, they're all there. But what you see is based on your mindset and where you're at. If you think about it, like go, I'm sure you've had to have seen this scrolling through Facebook. People will post these images like what animal do you see first? Yep. Do you see the dog, the tiger, the bear? Mm-hmm. The, and when you tell them like, yes, I, I see the bear, it tells you a little bit about your personality. Those tests are for fun and are mostly BS, but there's psychological principles behind it. And if you can tap into that, and that's what I'm talking about with the, with the good ad you know, template, as I refer to it, if you can tap into that subconscious layer, like you're gold. Um, so let's jump back mm-hmm. to Zach, what you were asking. So, mm-hmm. you know, video content, article content, definitely different hooks, definitely different angles. Uh, we were selling magazine subscriptions. Um, we helped a client go from, I think when we took over, it was at like 20,000 or no, 12, sorry, 12,000. We took over, they have 12,000 print subscribers. We took them up to, I want to say 35,000 from 12 to 35,000 in a year. And, um, we eventually definitely hit saturation. And what I started thinking about was, all right, the first thing we did to improve scale and ROAS Mm. instead of what we normally do, which is like a 30 or 45 day retargeting audience. We started doing sequenced retargeting Um, again, basic information. People Mm. have heard this. It's not mind blowing. You know, we would do three days. We would do seven days, excluding three days. We would do 14 days, excluding seven. We would do 30, excluding 14. We would Mm -hmm. do 45, excluding 30 and so on all the way out to 90 days. And Mm -hmm. each one of those people, got a different message. Um, you know, the, the first, the first ad was, wait, did you forget to check out real simple? The mm-hmm. next one was something benefit driven. I think after that, it was a testimonial. Then the next one after that was more benefit driven. Um, and I think like the last one I refer to as our testimonial orgy ad, where literally the body copy is like just 10 testimonials. Man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to be Okay, we're changing the topic now. Let's go to financial. I think you should trademark that, man. I, I was into that. You know? I was into that. Oh, boy. Vacations oh, there. Oh, my God. Okay, so that was amazing. Really great segue into our uh, talking about some financial principles when it comes to advertising. And um, just, Dylan, go ahead and try to wipe your mind of testimonial orgies and, uh, as he inserts it right back into the conversation yeah, and i may i may have used an, innu- an innuendo there intentionally <laughs> oh my god think about spreadsheets now okay so um yeah so talk talk to us uh, like what is what is uh you, 
yeah, I mean, it's a pretty open-ended question, Roy. Totally like, speechless. I, I, totally I, yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, dude, you know what? Like, you just totally um, mind screwed right now. Zach for a loop, man. <laughs> Here we go. Right? Financial angle. Uh, lay, it, lay it on me. Paid ads, right? So the biggest thing for us at, at our agency that we see over and over and over again, and I'm sure you guys have seen this yourself, yeah. Small clients, big clients, established businesses, two comma club X winners, whoever they are, throw it all out of your mind. It's all the same problems over and over and over again of financial issues. Number one, not knowing their numbers. Right. We had a client come to us who was like, hey, my CPA is $14. Um, you know, we're having a hard time when we scale. And for some reason, the money that I'm supposed to be making, according to Facebook, the ROAS, it doesn't match up with the bank account. And I go, all right, let's figure out, like, do, do you have, do you like, do you really trust Facebook to report your, <laughs> your revenue? Well, well yeah. Well, okay. Um, why? How do you do things? Well, I, I want to pull out of your CRM. I want to know exactly how many sales we made today. Well, you can do that. um and and it it, it gets better and i I don't want to make light of the situation like this is a serious problem feel bad for business owners who go through this but we also have to get real that like if you want to have a business you have to know your numbers so we actually went through and this apparently is very common these days um where the business owner had the purchase pixel on the immediate thank you page better known as oto1 as well as three other otos So whether they bought or declined, it was still firing a purchase pixel. So guess what? That $14 CPA was actually $45. Wow. It all adds up now. (laughs) So now we start to see, okay, that's why you're spending more and not seeing what you think you are because it's reporting three times the purchases. So that's a big problem. And I think it goes into what I told you guys I wanted to talk about, which is everybody is talking about how easy it is with Facebook ads. Um, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's super easy. All you got to do to triple your sales is just fire the purchase pixel three yeah. times. <laughs> I, I don't know what all this talk is. And, and again, like I, I sit down and I think Stuart Smalley and that's uh, Saturday night live. You guys familiar with that? Am I aging myself? The guy who used to sit in front of the mirror and go, gosh, darn it. You are smart enough. People like you, you got this. Like, so I sit down and I go, all these people are talking about 2x, 10x, 100x, you know, 5 million percent ROAS. Like, am I doing something wrong? It's just not realistic. Like Facebook ads, yeah, you can do really, really well with them. And there are a lot of people mm-hmm. who are doing really well. And there are a lot of people who may have 5, 6, 10x ROAS. But guess what? They've been running ads for five years and they've dialed in their system and they've got a phone sales team mm. that is selling big ticket on their back end that they're not telling you about. So I always tell people, especially at the agency level, like my business partner and I were talking about this earlier today. We try to repel people on sales calls. Like apparently his wife said to him, like, are you purposely trying to lose business? I'm like, tell me more about that. And it, you know, we don't want an easy sell. We want you to work through it and understand that paid ads is the most dangerous place for any business to go venture. So if you have no cash flow, no business, you do not want to go on paid ads right away. If you have an offer that is generating 
money day in and day out through your house list, through organic reach, through affiliate sales, awesome. Build yourself a nice little bucket that you don't mind throwing out and flushing down the toilet because that's likely what it's going to take to get your offer working to cold traffic. Hmm. So it, it, I, Facebook is, and again, I don't want to just say Facebook because we do more like paid media and we start on Facebook, paid traffic is a dangerous place to try and grow and scale if you don't have financial backing or a really, really strong stomach and you don't mind getting the wind knocked out of you because you're going to. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope you guys brought your big boy pants today for this podcast episode because <laughs> this is next level, man. Am I crushing I dreams? Think, I, think, I think, yeah, I think everybody just unsubscribed from the Rich Ed Poor Ed podcast. They're just like going to fold their accounts and just shut down their budgets after this. They're like, thanks. That's good advice, Roy. What's funny <laughs> is I was literally auditing an account yesterday and they're like, yeah, we're, we're making way more money, but it's not showing up on our end. And they had like con actual conversion values for view content, add to cart, initiate checkout. I'm like, these are all firing off. You know that, right? And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, dude, somebody oh screwed y'all. <laughs> I feel like where you need to come out with a product with ad card and just call it like um, cash attribution. And it's just going to be like a new bank account <laughs> for advertisers. And we're just going to show you how much you spent versus how much is in is, And we'll just call it ad bank. Hey, dude, I yeah. really don't get it. Like so. num numbers are everything. I mean, here, here's, here's another funny, for instance, with, with financials and numbers, we had a client who, um, you know, supplement company, info product, hybrid business, we came on board after I think three other agencies and um, using our templated ads, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, we, th his previous agency, they were spending like two grand a day. We got him up to like 12,000 in a couple months, uh, 12,000 a day at, at profit. And um, it was really awesome. We were loving it. But what was really scary is um, the AOV was horrible. So I knew it was only a matter of time before CPA started to creep up and the client's like, you got to get the CPA down. You got to get the CPA down. And I'm like, your AOV needs to go up. Your AOV needs to go up. <laughs> it's worry. not you. It's me. Yeah. This sounds like my junior high dating relationships. Don't, 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 don't worry about AOV. We got this. And I go, all right, what's this? We got this. What's, what's upsell one converting at? Zach, Dylan, what should an OTO one convert at conservatively? Does he, he has one? Yeah, he has one. So what? What? What's, oh, a, uh, what's a decent number? Oh, for an oh a decent number. Oh, like oh, like I, I mean, like I wouldn't keep it unless it's like at least converting by five percent or ten percent. I was gonna say okay. like fifteen. Yeah. Two two percent. No. I'm like, dude. Can, if you just double OTO one, we're yeah. off to the races. No, no. Just yeah. get my CPA down. What kind of AOV are we talking <laughs> here, though? Is it like 25 or 30 bucks? I'm kind of curious on this AOV talk. Um, let's see. Our CPA hovered between, at a, you know, good days, it was 23 bad days. And yeah. break even, I think, was 37, 39. So figure his AOV was like 41. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough. And yeah, that man. included a front-end offer and a bump. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. That sounds like a winner client right there. <laughs> Roy, you've been amazing, man. This has been an awesome episode. And uh, tell everybody how we can support you and what you're up to next. Um, 
I'm adding it 5%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just uh... (laughs) hold on. I've got a GoFundMe where you can help pay for my Lamborghini that I need. GoFundMe. Everybody throws a dollar. I appreciate it. That would be, I think you're confusing. I think it's called GoFund yourself. Uh... (laughs) That's what I'd like it to be. But no, Um, honestly, like, you know, if if you're spending fifty to a hundred thousand dollars a month, and you want an agency to help you grow, not just on Facebook but on various Google platforms, then I would say hit us up at helpwithads.com. Can can I give that shout out, Zach? Yeah. Uh, well, you just did, bro, and I love it. Sure, help with ads is a great domain. I, mean, I love it. You, you, I say, can you? Because literally, you have editing powers, and you can be like, no, bro, that's way too much self promotion. You're not. <laughs> this is not this is not i get to be zuckerberg here this is not compliant <laughs> shut it down <laughs> i've always wanted to have this power no dude it's it's totally good we're all advertisers here we love to advertise advertisers this is not we're not going to try to pretend like we're in the mob but we don't kill people okay this is this is <laughs> if somebody somebody came on here and they were like yeah i'm an advertiser but he's like i got nothing to advertise i'm like that doesn't sound right. No, he was an affiliate. He's like, he was an affiliate. And uh, sorry for this like random story here. <laughs> cool, like but uh, he was an affiliate and he says, hey, can I sign up to be an affiliate for AdCard? Um, and he's like, but I don't want to actually like elicit advertising if my, you know, the people that I want to refer this to like aren't interested. And I was like, you're an affiliate. Like that's literally what affiliates do is they elicit advertising, but you want to sign up. And I told him, I was like, that's like you wanting to be in the mob, but not try to kill people. Uh, hey, you mentioned that twice. Is that an option right now? Options. Can, can I join? Can, oh, you want to join my mob? Is that what you're saying? And kill no. people? <laughs> no, this took a left turn. Damn. Um, Rory, thank you so much, man. Helpwithads.com. This has been fun. I love how animated you are when it comes to row ass. I love how you say row ass, Don't too. Row just- ass? You say bro, everything is appropriate with me. I'm such a child. Oh my gosh. All right, man. We'll have you on again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ed podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoored.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, Go ahead and leave a review and a comment. Share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it. Email me, Zach at FunnelDash.com. Show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ed book. To learn more about the book, go to RichAdPoorEd.com. To leave a review, go to RichAdPoorEd.com slash review. Thanks again.